You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Ken. And we are from the Triviality Podcast, a pub trivia-style game show where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. Join us each week for an hour-long game of general knowledge trivia featuring special guests from around the world, plus tons of extra themed episodes. If you want to improve your trivia game, or you just want to scream at us in your car when we get easy questions wrong, then we're the show for you. Find Triviality on all your favorite podcast apps. But you know that, because you're already listening to a podcast. Useless information. Hi, I'm Steve Silverman, and you're listening to a classic episode of the Useless Information Podcast. This particular episode is titled The Bath School Disaster, and it was recorded back in late December of 2007 and premiered on January 27th of 2008. It was one of three stories that were recorded on the same day with the anticipation of launching this podcast. In fact, all the episodes were released on the same day. Now, this story is originally told in my second book, that's Lindbergh's Artificial Heart, more fascinating true stories from Einstein's Refrigerator, Einstein's Refrigerator being the title of my first book, and they are both collections of long-forgotten true stories, just like the one you're about to hear. As with many of these early episodes, the sound quality of this recording is not very good, so I do apologize if your ears bleed a little bit. And while my focus has never been on true crime stories, I originally opted to write the story years ago because the Columbine High School massacre was still incredibly fresh in everyone's mind, and this associated story had long faded from the public's memory. Let's take a listen. Welcome to the Useless Information Podcast, my collection of fascinating true stories from the flip side of history. My name is Steve Silverman, and today's story is about the Bath School Disaster, a story that you probably have never heard. But before we talk about the Bath School Disaster, I'd like you to ponder over my question of the day. And the question of the day is quite simple. Each year, high schools and colleges across America and probably in other countries of the world choose a valedictorian. Typically, that student will get up on stage and make a speech uh, representing their class. And I'm going to read to you a list of names. All of them are famous. You're probably familiar with uh, all of them or most of them. And every single person on this list was valedictorian of their school except for one. And your job is to pick out which person was not valedictorian. And here's the list. Kevin Spacey, the actor, Cindy Crawford, the model, Weird Al Yankovic, I guess you can call him an entertainer, Chevy Chase, the comedian, Stephen Hawking, the famous physicist, Alicia Keys, the entertainer, J. Edgar Hoover, the head of the FBI, uh, Ben Stein, the actor, political speechwriter, author, and so many other things, Conan O'Brien, the comedian, and Jodie Foster, the actor. Again, all of those people were valedictorian in this school except for one. Your job is to pick out which person on that list was not valedictorian. Here we go again. It's Kevin Spacey, Cindy Crawford, Weird Al Yankovic, Chevy Chase, Stephen Hawking, Alicia Keys, J. Edgar Hoover, Ben Stein, Conan O'Brien, or Jodie Foster. Which one was not valedictorian of their school? Now, I'll let you ponder over that for a little bit, and I'll tell you the answer at the end of this podcast. 
And now for today's story, which is about the deadliest act of school violence ever in U.S. history. And I'm sure you're thinking, like many other people, that has to be Columbine. But in fact, that's not correct. In fact, it's not even a recent event. This took place on May 18, 1927. That's two days before Lindbergh actually crossed the Atlantic Ocean. So this is way back in the 20th century. And it takes place in a town of Bath, Michigan, which at that time had a population of about 700 people. Now, Bath had what was called a consolidated school. They had taken small schools around the community and combined them into one larger school. The school had just been built, and for some reason, early in the morning, there was a big explosion. Now, there were about 300 students enrolled in the school, and one-third of the school was leveled. So you can imagine the panic on the uh, parents and the community's uh, minds at that point. They just couldn't imagine if their child had died or someone they knew had died, and they just started pulling out the bodies, and they pulled out body after body after body. And about 45 minutes later, while this was going on, there was a big explosion again, a second explosion out in the parking lot. After all the explosions were over and they rescued whoever they could out of the building, but most of the people had died, they then went and found out that the other half of the building that had not been, in, that had not been leveled, or I should say the remaining two-thirds of the building that wasn't leveled, was actually wired with dynamite also. How could this be? Who was to blame for this? And that is the story of the Bath School disaster. It turns out this was all the work of one man named Andrew Kehoe. Kehoe was, like many Americans, very upset about the spiraling taxes. The ta his taxes seemed to go higher and higher and higher. And then with the consolidation of the school district, they had to build a new school. And, of course, with the new school meant his taxes went even higher. So his solution was to run for the school board, and he was elected. And while he was on the school board, he did everything in his power to get his tax levy reduced. But he was unsuccessful. Uh, in fact, in the very end, they foreclosed on his farm. So what Kehoe proposed was that to save money, save the district some money, he would do some of the electrical work at the school. And in his spare time, he would go into the school and wire the school uh, as needed. But what they didn't know was that he was also wiring the school with explosives. Kehoe started the day of May 18, 1927, by murdering his wife at the farm. Then he drove into town, and after the elementary school students had arrived, he actually set off the explosives. Uh, he then, later on, maybe about a half hour, 45 minutes later, he got into an argument with the superintendent of the school in the parking lot. He then turned around and shot a bullet into the rear seat of his truck and killed himself, the superintendent, the postmaster of the town, and several other people. In the end, Kehoe managed to kill 45 people in total. That includes two teachers, the superintendent, the postmaster, his wife, himself, and 38 children. He also injured more than 50 other people. It was later determined during the investigation that a short circuit prevented the rest of the building from blowing up. And it just happened at the time that final exams were going on, so therefore the older students were not there. And that ends the Bath School disaster, the deadliest act of school violence in United States history. Useless? Useful? Well, I'll leave that for you to decide. And now to answer our question of the day, which had to do with valedictorians. I gave you a list. Kevin Spacey, Cindy Crawford, Weird Al Yankovic, Chevy Chase, Stephen Hawking, Alicia Keys, J. Edgar Hoover, Ben Stein, Conan O'Brien, and Jodie Foster. And I said that every one of them, except for one, is valedictorian. Which one was not? Now, you may be surprised to find out that Weird Al Yankovic truly was the valedictorian of his school, as was Chevy Chase. Even Cindy Crawford, the model, was valedictorian of her school. 
the answer happens to be the one that most people would consider to be the smartest person on this list, and that is physicist Stephen Hawking. He was just an average high school student, yet today he's considered by most to be one of the most brilliant people on Earth. I hope that you uh, found today's story on the Bath School Disaster to be interesting and maybe you learned something new. If you'd like to read more true stories just like it, be sure to get one of my books, uh, either Einstein's Refrigerator and Other Stories from the Flip Side of History or Lindbergh's Artificial Heart, more fascinating true stories from Einstein's Refrigerator. Both books are available in libraries, online, and, of course, from book dealers nationwide. If you'd like to contact me for any reason, feel free to drop me an email. My email address is useless at steve.silverman.name. That's useless at steve.silverman.name. Thanks for listening, and I hope you listen the next time. Bye.